Welcome to episode 46 of the Princeton Podcast, produced by the podcast production team at HG Media, providing audio and video production services here in Princeton since 1999. In this episode, our Princeton Podcast host, Mayor Mark Frieda, welcomed Isaac Kremer, the Executive Director of Experience Princeton, our Special Improvement District, or SID, here in Princeton. Isaac discussed the establishment and development of the Special Improvement District, emphasizing its inception during the COVID-19 pandemic as a crucial response to support local businesses and the community. Isaac explained how the SID, branded as Experience Princeton, functions as a public-private partnership funded by a tax assessment on commercial properties. The program focuses on enhancing the business district's appeal, offering benefits like improved cleanliness, safety, attractiveness, and economic development. Isaac also described his extensive background in downtown management and Main Street programs and reviewed various community engagement efforts, including meetups. He also detailed the new digital gift card program to promote shopping locally, especially now during the holidays, and available for purchase on the experienceprinceton.org website. So without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, Isaac Kremer, for episode 46 of the Princeton Podcast. Isaac, thanks for joining us today. It's good to be here. Isaac, could you remind us when the SID first started? Sure. Well, it depends the date you want to pick. Uh, One of my favorites is uh, December 2021, uh, because that's when the report on the Princeton Revitalization Project Feasibility Study uh, came out. Uh, But truthfully, uh, if you wanted to put a data point, I'd probably say it was the day that people had to stay at home during COVID, because that's the day that fundamentally changed things in Princeton. And then in the subsequent weeks and months, uh, local leaders became aware that a new approach was needed in how we came together as a community to support our businesses. Uh, But subsequent to the study that was produced in December 2021, the incorporation happened in March 2022, and I was on the ground just a few months after that as the first executive director. So when exactly did you come on board as the executive director, do you think? I, I fondly remember the date. It was October 1st, 2022. And 11 days later, I gave my first report to the board. Okay. So maybe you could explain to people, what is a SID or Special Improvement District? A Special Improvement District is a public-private partnership in which property and business owners elect to make a collective contribution to the maintenance, development, and promotion of their commercial district. And a SID works a lot like a shopping center, if you think about it. There's multiple stakeholders, and they're paying a special assessment. But what they get from that assessment are several advantages. A cleaner, safer, and more attractive business district, a steady and reliable funding source for supplemental services and program, the ability to respond quickly to changing needs of the business community, the potential to increase property values and decrease commercial vacancy rates, and lastly, a district that's better able to compete with nearby retail and business centers. So I think our SID has a specific name and tagline. Could you talk about those? Well, uh, for the folks at home who are hearing this and they can't see, I'm literally wearing it, the hat with Experience Princeton on it, So that's our logo, and our tagline is discoveries around every corner. And it's really important to give special recognition and thanks to the people behind that. We had a team of four people 
Aubrey Haynes, Michelle Perron-Lambros, Joy Chen, and Bob Hillier, who worked with me and with a creative firm, Ananta, very early on coming up with this. But it was born of a recognition that we have multiple audiences, but when we're appealing to the general public, we want something that really fully captures Princeton and all it's about. So that's how we came up with the name and the tagline. And in retrospect, a year later, it's been very gratifying to see how people have taken to that and how you're seeing these, these placements of the brand in various different areas, in print, in media, our social media following especially taking off. So, so in retrospect, I think it was a, a really good formulation to help us convey our mission and to reach people in the market. Got that. So let's talk about, obviously it costs money to run the SID. So how, how, how does that happen? How's it funded? Sure. So it's what we call a special improvement district. And there's an assessment. It's a tax assessment that goes between 1% and 3%. So if you look at all the commercial properties in Princeton, of which we have about 272 property owners contributing to the SID, again, different areas pay a rate between 1% and 3%. And that rate was set with a number of different factors considered, such as whether they had some existing management prior or not. And it's a reflection that when we do our work that sometimes we're working with a partner, such as in Palmer Square or Princeton Shopping Center. At other times, we're working with businesses that haven't really had a management organization before, you know, thinking, for instance, of many of the properties along Nassau Street, Witherspoon Street, State Road, and elsewhere. So by paying this assessment, what all the owners are doing is buying into an approach to management. And it's management that helps with things, including marketing. So we talked about the Experience Princeton brand and getting the word out, both about Princeton and all of our businesses. They're buying into physical improvements. So we saw it with the holiday lighting. Recently, we upgraded the lights in Heinz Plaza. I know a lot of people enjoyed that. And we're working to improve the tree wells on Nassau Street in anticipation of the much bigger project that's coming in a year or so. And last but not least, around economics, that we want to support all the businesses that are on their way up, especially those businesses that are newly opening. So it's really been my pleasure to be at a number of ribbon cuttings with elected officials and business community leaders over the last year. We've had 20 businesses open, which has been really gratifying. Uh, but we also want to help those businesses that may be struggling. So one point I'd like to make is we were able to help secure $198,010 through the Mercer County Small Business Grant to assist businesses that were impacted by COVID. So when you look at it, you know, that commitment to marketing, physical improvement, and economic development, that we're, we're really a resource to all the owners, all the businesses in Princeton, and helping to make this an ideal environment in which to do business, but also a great place to live and shop, to find the best entertainment around and really have that, that great quality of life, which people prize so much here. Yeah. Thank you for that. So let's change gears a little bit and ask a couple questions about you. Are you you're from central Jersey or where are you from? I'm from here now. <laughs> um, so my story uh, started uh, with central Jersey started in Appalachian, Kentucky. And it was in 2016 when a colleague of mine, Jeff Bueller, 
who at the time was working for the Main Street New Jersey program, called me out of the blue unexpectedly and said, Isaac, do you want to work in Metuchen? And I said, what? No. But then he continued to explain to me, they're starting a new special improvement district. They have strong political support, and they're doing about $100 million of development uh, that's already in the pipeline. I said, Jeff, stop. That sounds like Main Street heaven to me. <laughs> and, and in retrospect, it was. So I arrived on the job in Metuchen on September 6th, 2016. And... It was six months later that my family was able to follow and, and join me, because uh, at the time I had two young kids my wife was teaching in Kentucky. So over a period of six years and one month, we were able to grow the program as a startup in Metuchen, attract over $150 million of investment, open over 150 businesses, do 120 retail promotions, and really take a downtown that was struggling and to make it one of the top performing ones in the country. Isaac, I think you have a pretty significant experience in the world of SID. So, I mean, you gave us some detail on Metuchen, but can you just go back, I mean, further back and just help everybody understand just how much experience and knowledge you have in, in this? Well, I appreciate the question. So I'm uh, one of the top downtown management professionals in the state one of 50 in the country to hold the Main Street America Revitalization Professional certif Certification. And I've been doing this work now for over 15 years. So the roots really are in a little town in, in Long Island, Oyster Bay, where for four years I was responsible for restoring Teddy Roosevelt's hometown. Now there we didn't have a SID. So we had to raise every dollar that we mm. brought in and that was a full-time job in and of itself. And subsequently working in other downtowns, the first SID that I led I was in Metuchen, where I was the founding director. But the distinction I'd like to make is this. A special improvement district by itself is a very powerful thing. It attracts the stable funding uh, that helps you set a program up. But my unique uh, take on things is I bring the strength of a SID with what we call a Main Street program, of which there's about 800 to 900 accredited Main Street America communities in the country and there's about 25 of them here in New Jersey. And what Main Street brings to you are those dedicated volunteers who really buy into the mission and contribute to the effort. So often a Main Street program has a single staff member with the understanding that the volunteers are the ones who make that big contribution and help to get that connectivity at every level within the community to go out and get the results. So, so yes, I bring that SID background and in full disclosure, every couple of months, I read the enabling legislation for special improvement districts. I think everyone knows it's the one that goes back to the 1970s. And, uh, you know, it's nice late reading before <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> Could we talk more about your education and training, which I think are pretty impressive? I mean, you've kind of alluded to that a little bit, but I mean, you're anyway, you should share with us or with our listeners more about just how impressive your background is in that area. Well, sure. And, you know, but I bring to it, you know, with the humility of, you know, the best teaching and learning is what happens in the field, really day in, day out. You know, I'm always trying to learn new things about how to approach this work. Uh, but having said that, I was very fortunate to be a graduate of the Historic Preservation Planning Program at Cornell University. And for about two years after that, when I was in Detroit, 
I was doing a lot of work with communities there before starting my first Main Street program. But I'm also happy to hold several certifications because I have had a lifelong lifelong commitment to learning. So the Main Street America Revitalization Professional Credential, I have additional certifications from Growth Wheel, the project for public spaces, and I even did some training with the Conservation Fund on great gateway communities and how to connect towns with, you know, for instance, trails and other assets that may be around them. So rumor has it that you were part of a significant award earlier this year. Why don't you share that with everyone also? Sure. So it was a, a really a career highlight uh, for Metuchen to be named uh, a Great America Main Street Award winner. But I'll tell you, in the last 10 years that I was able to take not one but two communities to being Great America Main Street Award semifinalists. So that's one of the top recognitions in the country for communities that really have demonstrated uh, excellence in commercial district revitalization. But in Metuchen, you know, the story was unique. Starting with a town that really was struggling, you know, there was almost a 20% vacancy rate when I got there. There was a lot of development in the pipeline, but it hadn't arrived yet. So, you know, it was hard work, you know, to pull the community together and to support the businesses as they opened, the 150 of them. But I think what made our experience there stand out was we were able to attract a million dollars of outside funding uh, that supplemented the $1.8 million of SID funding and additional contributions the borough made. Uh, We were also able to leverage during the pandemic $37 million of county, state, and federal funding uh, to directly support businesses. There was a point where every heater table, chair, uh, umbrella uh, was bought uh, by the downtown management program, by the SID, uh, through funding that we secured during the pandemic. Uh, But that was just a small part of our programs. We also improved over 50 storefronts uh, through $278,000 of matching grants uh, awarded to those projects. And by the end of it, as I was preparing to leave, uh, Metuchen was frequently invited to present at state and national conferences and our programs, uh, many of which were best in class. And that culminated with winning the Great America Main Street Award, though I'd add it was seven months after I left. But as I was leaving, I knew uh, that we had a really good chance to win it. So by the time the award was granted in March this year in Boston, that really was a highlight. But having had that experience, I need to say that there's part of me that would like to see that process through again, because it was such an incredible journey. And when you can get recognition at that level and have the governor, you know, mentioning your success and and other people that, you know, it it really it really illustrates why this work is important and how the impact can exceed it can expand farther than you'll ever really know. Yeah. Let's hope you do duplicate that again. Let's talk a little bit about how the, how the SID is run. What, how is it managed? What, what happens there? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. We have a board of directors of 17 people, uh, and of that, an executive team. Uh, so I've been uh, really honored uh, to work with Aubrey Haynes uh, from the time I started, actually from the time I was interviewing with the job, you know, getting to know him. Uh, and it's been a real pleasure. Um, and on our executive team, uh, we also have uh, Helena May, our treasurer, and Bob Hillier, our secretary, and Andrew Siegel, who's our vice president. But the real work is really done through the teams. So we have four special teams that deal with marketing, economic development, streetscapes, and the last one is an admin team, which is really an internal team that serves the board, uh, but has a really important role. And just expanding a little bit out from there, we currently have 49 active volunteers and those volunteers since the start of the program have contributed 5,095 hours, which are valued at $162,039. So I never miss an opportunity to recognize but also thank the volunteers for the contribution that they make to our success together. Uh, we also have a work plan. We recently released that and made that available to the public in our annual report which also just went out, and you can see both on our website at experienceprinceton.org. So if someone's interested in getting involved in SID activities, how do they do that? Well, probably the easiest and best way, again, is to go to the website, as I mentioned, experienceprinceton.org, and we have a contact form there. But I'm also going to use this as an opportunity to share my email so people have it. So it's my name, Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, at Princeton Business. Dot org, And if you mentioned you heard about this on the podcast, I'd be more than happy to follow up and connect with people in Princeton. Maybe we can even go out and have a cup and coffee and talk more about your interest in contributing to our work together here. If I'm interested in, do I have a shot at being on a team or do the teams have sub teams or what, what's the... What's the breadth of possibilities? We, we, yes, we, we have a really unique situation right now in the sense that almost all of our teams are fully uh, occupied. In fact, we may have more volunteers than we need uh, for all of our teams at present. But I don't want that to discourage people because what's happening, you know, now that we have our work plan out there saying what we're doing in the year ahead, many of the teams are organized, organizing, creating action teams that take on specific projects. So a big part of my role as executive director is what we call link and leverage. So if I run across a really interesting, kind of talented person who's wanting to volunteer, that my job is to help link them with a team or an action team that is working on different things here. Uh, and then we're gonna leverage you know, that opportunity working with that volunteer to get results in the district. So. We also have a category of at-large volunteers. So if someone doesn't want to be on a team or go to a monthly meeting, you can be an at-large volunteer, and maybe we find a project, or we just have a simple task that's going to take a couple of hours, and we'll find a way to plug you in there. Yeah, thanks for that. So, well, you know, one thing I guess some people, I'm sure, think about the Central Business District as being an area that the SID's involved in, but there's a number of areas around town, right? So it's more than more than just that are there can you kind of describe like maybe about how many different areas or yeah depending how you count it you know i usually think in terms of 12 some may think 13 but looking at the map we start in the core so you have palmer square right next to that along nassau street going up witherspoon street all the way here to town hall where we're sitting 
But back to Nassau, we go all the way out to Jugtown, so to the Bank of America property there. We have the whole area south of that, the Dinky area, which encompasses a lot of the businesses along University Place going all the way down to the river, including the Springdale Golf Club. While we're talking golf, we have Yasna Palana, which is also a member of the SID. And then on Harrison Street going up, we have the shopping center, many of the businesses and streets near that, Poor Farm Road, and last but not least, 206 North. And by the way, a shout out for Lucy's that has one of the best empanadas I've ever eaten. So (laughs) that's always my encouragement to get up there and you know, meet with those businesses because I know I can drop in at Lucy's Kitchen. Yeah. So it's good for I mean, people to understand this. Pretty much every business in town is in, in one of the areas covered by the SID. Exactly. But we don't want that to be a limitation. So, well, we reach over 700 businesses. Our database gets us to 6,300 people. So whether you have a bricks and mortar uh, location within the special improvement district or not, there's opportunities to plug in to the work that we're doing. And the simplest and easiest thing is just subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website and you'll get regular monthly updates, sometimes more frequent updates when something exciting is happening, like recently when we launched our digital gift card. So so we're trying to meet as many people as we can and demonstrate to them the value of the SID, but also how they can contribute to our work together. Right. So I think another thing, another activity you've come up with and and put on in a number of places are meetups. Can you talk a little bit about what is a meetup and what happens at those? Sure. So it was really born out of the realization that we cover such a vast area that it's important to have a physical presence throughout the entire district. So every month these move around. The Experience Princeton meetup is always the last Thursday of the month at 4 p.m. at different locations. Really excited for the one on November 30th four o'clock at McCarter Theater Center. We'll be hosting. We'll have food from area restaurants. And then from five to seven after that, we're having our holiday party. So that should be fun too. But the meetup really is to provide an opportunity first to share the work that we're doing because it's important to have open, transparent, two-way communications with our stakeholders, businesses, owners, and partners. Elected officials too, who frequently show up and we appreciate them for doing that. But it's also an opportunity for people to connect with people they might not otherwise have a chance to meet, hence meetup. So we usually start with a pretty short 20, 30 minute program. The host usually says a few things about their venue, but then we have an open session where people can ask questions, followed up by more of a social, I'm not going to call it networking, because to me, networking, it has value, but it has some connotations that it's not really what we're going for. What we're going for is connection. We want people connecting with one another, people who don't know one another, connecting with new people that they might have shared interest with. And by doing so, we create social capital. And also it makes us more resilient as a community. So To date, the meetups have welcomed 201 people who have come to at least one of them, and I'm sure in the year ahead we'll more than double that. And I'm also pleased to share, because we got feedback from businesses that some of them couldn't make that last Thursday at 4, we started a morning breakfast meeting, Yep, and we've had two of those so far. The next one is going to be at 
and that's going to be Thursday the 17th at 8.30 a.m. So we're, we're very much looking forward to that. Thank you. Sorry, correcting myself, December 14th at Urbana, Thursday the 14th at 8.30 a.m. Got it. Are there any specific efforts going on now that the SID has or is about to do that you want to highlight or, or share with us? Sure. So there's a couple of resources already out there that would be very helpful for people to know and follow. First off, our annual report with our work plan that shows you what we're doing in the year ahead. As you're very well aware, I give my weekly report, uh, my monthly report to the mayor and council. So that's a good point to hear about things and our newsletter that goes out on the first of the month that you can subscribe to on our website. But if I had to identify just a few things that we're really excited about, first off is the Experience Princeton digital gift card. So we have 55 businesses participating and you can go to our website today, buy these gift cards, and they can be spent at any of these businesses. So we're really excited about that. It's really a shop local initiative, and it's helping us to keep those dollars in Princeton because we know every dollar you spend locally has a potential to circulate uh, between 67 cents to 74 cents of that dollar are going to stay in Princeton. So the gift card uh, is going to be an important part of that. And look for the stickers in the windows. Uh, many of the businesses have them. I mentioned the meetups to you already, including the one at McCarter Theater on the 30th. We recently finished the Nassau Street Tree Well Improvement Project. And what you're going to see in the spring when these blossom, we have all kinds of wonderful flowers and plants that are really going to bring that street to life in a way that it hasn't for a few years. So, so that'll be nice. Our holiday decorations going out. And we're continuing to work to have good two-way communications uh, with our businesses. So you'll be seeing more business updates being sent out. And we even have a promotion around Small Business Saturday. Uh, so really happy to work with Lillipies, uh, Tipple and Rose, uh, and Homestead, uh, who will all have uh, gift bags to hand out that day and other special activities, which you can read more about on our website. So just let me ask you a question about the gift cards. So... Are those available now? And then for how long are you able to use them? Is there like an end date to that? Or So it's just like a store MasterCard that you bought by a store-bought card. Uh, the difference is you can only use these in Princeton. Um, and when you go buy one as a consumer, you go to our website uh, and buy one, um, that you that's your gift card to use. If you don't use it in 12 months, um, it does take a management fee mm -hmm. uh, starting at, at 12 months. I think $3 a month, I believe, is what's taken off of it. But our real goal is not for people to buy gift cards and throw them in a, in a drawer or on their desk where they're never seen again, but rather to spend them as quickly as possible. So this is going to release after November 24th. Is that right? Uh, yes. So I, I can share then we're going to be providing a bonus on the gift cards. While supplies last, when you buy a $100 gift card, there's a $25 bonus that you can receive. So that's a way to encourage even more of the funding to get out in supporting our businesses. And for the bonus, that must be spent by the end of March. Right. Okay. So, so literally, I could buy the gift cards and give them to people as a gift. Absolutely. It's a great gift. And put yeah. a little card in there. Maybe go to Paper Source or to Princeton Makes and get that customized Princeton card, and it's the perfect gift for the holidays. That's great. Actually, I know 
I know a number of people I was thinking of, what, what can I get them? And the gift card sounds like the perfect thing. So thank you. Well, we're really pleased already to report that we've had $6,605 of gift cards purchased, but we're anticipating to see that number increase quite a bit in the weeks ahead. Sure. That's great. So, you know, Isaac, what are some of the long range thoughts on where, where the city is headed and, you know, what might, what might be next? So that really gets to mission, but also vision for the SID. And, you know, I think that we really want to contribute to Princeton's economic vibrancy. Uh, we want to attract new customers. And that's born of a realization that the way to expand any economy is to expand the secondary market area. So we're really thinking outside of Princeton, who is it that we can attract in here? So as we're heading into the holidays, our media campaign, it's going out as far as Bucks County and Bergen County and some statewide coverage, too, to make sure that we're represented in all of those places. We want to see the tenancy improve. So one of the things which I do every month is tally the available properties so we know where there's places that new businesses can locate. And we want to expand upon the current seasonal programming already happening, like what Palmer Square and the Arts Council and others do, to really present the whole package of what Princeton has to offer. And last but not least, it's about improving the visual impact, you know, to make sure that streets and sidewalks are clean and attractive and welcoming, that our storefronts, you know, they're in good order. And, and we want to make sure that people have business information that's easy to access so that they know all of the great things that we have here. That's great to hear. That's really good. Isaac, I want to thank you for joining us today and enlightening us so much on, on what Experience Princeton is and what it's going to be doing. Well, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I leave you with this. We all have a role in community vitality. And there's never a situation where people say we've had enough. That once you start that appetite for making your community a better and better place, it, it's something that continues on endlessly. Thank you for joining us for episode 46 of the Princeton Podcast, produced by the podcast production team at HG Media, providing audio and video production services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends. Visit our website at princetonpodcast.com and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts.